Welcome to Sweet Talk. This broadcast is brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts and the format is conversational. We will be having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and in all cases, difference makers. Now, let's get started with Sweet Talk. Welcome everybody to our sweet podcast. My name is Gary Salazar. I'm the director for continuing education and workforce training. And this is a sweet podcast we're having today with, uh, with Miss Kylie Martin. She is uh, joining us and you'll notice that this beautiful young lady is Miss Teen, uh, Miss Idaho Teen America. Did I get that right yet? Yes. Okay. I told you I'd mix it up. All right. She's going to be talking with us today a little bit about, about uh, the teen Idaho uh, process. A little bit. I'm very curious about this. And then also she has an interesting uh, direction that she's taking in her life. But uh, let's get started first by maybe just asking a general question. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Thank you for having me. So I grew up in Chalice, Idaho, which is a small farm town. I grew up with a bunch of animals around, so I grew up loving cows and horses, mm. but more specifically cows. And I was telling Jason a story about how I just went under anesthesia about a week ago. And every time I go under anesthesia, I somehow transform into a cow. Transform into a I cow. transform into a cow. So I start mooing and then I like fall on the floor and I'm crawling like a cow and I start eating like a cow. And so growing up in Chalice, I think being around cows really showed me how they interact in their environment. And I somehow think I become a cow every so, now and then. So, yeah. So I'm very, I'm impressed by cows. Very cool. So you grew up in Chalice. Yeah. And, and, and that's where you... Chalice is in the mountains. Yes. It's in the mountains. North of us here. Mm -hmm. I'm from Phoenix. Okay. So so you grew up in the mountains and uh, then decided to go to high school up there? Yeah. So I went to high school. I I finished my freshman year in Chalice. And then the mining industry is pretty big in Chalice, or it used to be. And then the mine laid off a bunch of employees, which included both of my parents. Oh, and so we made a move down to Elko, Nevada, where I finished my high school career. And I skipped actually my junior year of high school. So I only did my sophomore and senior year of high school down in Elko. But at heart, I'll always be a Viking from Chalice and an Indian from Elko. All right. And so now you've moved back here into, into Idaho. Yeah. And you're in Pocatello going to Idaho State University. Yes. What's your major? I am a nursing major. You're a nursing major. This yes. is your first year, second year. This work. is my second this year. This is your second year. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. And, and I noticed that you're beautifully attired. You have the uh, Miss Idaho Teen uh, America banner. You have yeah. the crown on. Yes. That catches everybody's attention. It certainly caught my attention when I walked <laughs> in the door. I go, oh my gosh, we have a beauty queen in here. <laughs> congratulations on winning that. When Thank did that you. Happen? I was given my title at the end of April. And ever since then, I've loved wearing my crown and sash pretty much everywhere I go. Um, Just catching the attention of anybody in the room. There's a big misconception about beauty pageants and about title holders nowadays that 
all they care about is their appearance. And I like to prove that wrong. So as soon as I walk in a room, I try to talk to anybody and everybody, just my personality, and show them that this Miss Idaho Teen America is inviting and wants to talk to everybody. I can definitely catch that. You know, I had a chance to talk with uh, her just uh, just before we started the podcast. She, she's definitely very, very open, very easy to talk with, and and there may be some some issues out there that people have concerns with, but but I certainly don't see those in you. I mean, you're very frank. You're very funny. Talking about cows. <laughs> talking about how you move around. It's very easy to talk with you and have a conversation. And if you're going to become a nurse, uh, that yes. is a goal. That should serve you very, very well. What kind of a nursing specialty are you thinking? So I love when it's a high-paced environment. So I would really like to work in the intensive care unit or even as a trauma nurse. Wow. So my overall goal is to work in the ICU for about a year or two and then continue my education to become a nurse anesthetist. So to work in the OR. Well, having an experience as a cow, you could relate to other people, yes. right? Yes, most definitely. As a cow, I mean, I can relate. <laughs> You're wonderful. That's, that's great. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. So here we are talking with Kylie about this. And there's another side to her. I mean, as a contestant, you have to talk to a lot of people. Yes. You are being judged, right? Yes. And you have issues or platforms that, that you talk about. What was your platform? My platform is PTSD Awareness in Communities. PTSD Awareness. And yes. what is PTSD? Post-traumatic stress disorder. So there's a big misconception about what PTSD is and that it only surrounds our military servicemen right. and women. I am a strong believer that it affects anybody in a community. You could be standing next to somebody that you have no idea has PTSD and they could be one of the biggest sufferers along with our servicemen. PTSD, the definition of it is it's a condition that follows somebody after they've experienced a traumatic event. So PTSD is when they're just reliving the experience over and over again. So we see it in domestic abuse cases, in the military, in just traumatic cases overall. Very, very good. And, and that, that's a wonderful, a wonderful explanation about what it is and how diverse it is. You're absolutely right. I think we hear about PTSD today being most commonly applied to our first responders, our military folks, but it can happen in families. It can happen to anybody. And that's what happened to you. And we talked about this before. Would you mind sharing a little bit about that again? So yeah, I, I think it would be beneficial for others to see that it's not just a platform. She's speaking from the heart because of an experience that she had. Most definitely. What was that? So in June of 2016, I went with some of my friends to a young life camp up in beautiful British Columbia. And in the, in the camp, you're able to do so many different events throughout the week. They have it scheduled. And there's just things that you get to do with friends on your own time. So me and some of my friends were playing volleyball on the sand court, which is located just off the coast of the Malibu Rapids. And we were playing and there's about a 40 foot barrier net that surrounds the court and kind of cuts it off from the Malibu Rapids. And so as we were playing, the intensity got a little bit higher and my friend hit the ball backwards over the net. And so without a lot of thinking, I told him, hey, Han, go get the ball. So him and one of my friends took off down to the waterfront and I walked around the rock just in time to see him slip into the Malibu Rapids and drown. 
So for the next um, 105 hours, I went without sleep. I suffered a lot with psychosis and going into a mental state where I was seeing him and where I just, I wasn't doing so hot. And so um, the Canadian Mounties, the diving squad, search and rescue all came out to the remote camp. And as they were searching for his body, it took them about two days before they were actually able to recover it. So going through that is what um, initiated the PTSD. That's sad. Very, very sad. It's tragic. Yeah. Um, And for you to go through that, um, I can't imagine, you know, what you felt, but how you describe that, I think, is is very informative. I mean, your platform is awareness of this, and, and you so aptly described not just what it is, but how it affects people from a personal experience. You know, there's there's no telling who's gone through something like this or who's had that affect their lives. Uh, I've also had somebody die in my arms. And it's traumatic, you know, and you don't realize it sometimes at the beginning. But it can catch up to you, and it can really change your life. Yes. And in your case, it's it's made a it's made an impact such that here you are, you're moving forward with your life, and, and you're helping improve improve or increase the awareness of this this event and how it can affect people. Mm-hmm. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. Thank you for being here and helping us understand that. Yes. As you move forward, though, you're going to be learning more about the health profession. Yes. Is is mental health going to be a part of what you want to do with it? You talk about trauma? Yeah. So my dad actually was in a tractor accident, um, 2014, I believe. And he went off the mountain in the side of a tractor and actually was flung from one side of the mountain to the other side Mm -hmm. and fell underneath the tractor. Um, God was there that day watching over him. The tractor landed right on top of him, but he was laying right in the middle of the two mountains. So he was here and the tractor was on top of him, but he made it out and he was able to walk after that and without pretty much any neurological deficits. So I was there um, after the, the accident had happened and I saw the trauma going around in the environment and that the emotional um, impact it had on all of us as family and the friends that were there. And I would really love to play a part in that, especially in a hospital with my mental health background. I got certified as a mental health first aid certified trainer. And so being able to be in that environment and to lend a helping hand to those that are suffering is something I greatly strive for. That's awesome. Yeah. And you gave me a great segue. So I'm, I'm going to play with this thing here. <laughs> She's talking about a course. It's a nationally approved course yes. that you take. And it has a number of different additional elements to it. But it's one that we offer here in, in Sweet, yeah, Mental Health First Aid. And we've had some interesting uh, outreach from, from the community about can we get this course. So here you are. You're another a trainer. Yes. You can uh, provide this course. And and I've been talking with Raylan, who's our health programs coordinator, um, about this course and where we might be able to offer that throughout our region and beyond. And, and you would, you know, I'm going to impose, we don't know where this goes, but you would then potentially become another resource resource for us to reach into and say, hey, do you have some free time? Yeah. I know you're busy at school, but do you have some free time? <laughs> yeah. And would you mind putting this on? You become another resource as you grow up 
inside the trauma room or the emergency room, or maybe it's with LifeLight. We have a number of really cool people here in our community um, who deal with a lot of things. After the most recent one, recent ones that come to mind are the Tasons, uh, who are in the emergency room and in LifeLight and out in the wilderness and helping people deal with uh, and the struggles of, of being out there, the injuries they might incur. You, know, you, you seem to be going in a similar kind of direction, your own unique path. Though. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for even mentioning that. I know we'd, we'd like to talk to you further about that class yeah. after this. Yes. Okay. So how are you going to manage uh, all of these things being uh, wearing the crown, going to school, trying to determine the rest of your life here? I mean, you're going to wear that crown for how long? I'm going to retire my title um, at the end of January. Okay. So uh, I get to keep it until January. I mean, I get to keep the crown and sash forever, but I get to wear it <laughs> as the official title holder until the end of January. How neat. Has this op opened up some opportunities for you? Uh, being, uh, yes. Yeah. What kind of opportunities have you seen? So I, I got... I got picked to go and get certified um, as the mental health first aid certified trainer up in Boise by Optum Idaho. Uh -huh. So they paid for me to go up there for um, the two days to get certified. And then I got to hold a fundraiser for NAMI, which is the National Alliance of Mental Illness. They're, they're huge um, across the United States. I got to hold a fundraiser for them for PTSD awareness. And at the end of June, I raised over $550 for me. Well, okay. Very yeah. nicely done. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It was, it was an incredible experience. You're setting yourself up for a lot of interesting paths in, in, in your track as you go forward here. Yeah. Mental health going into the education, the nursing, the mining, the cows. I mean, yeah. you're all over, all over with the yes. opportunities <laughs> there. Okay. When you graduate in... Two, two and a half more years or so. What do you want to do? I want to, I, I really want to move to Boise. You want to go to Boise? I am a huge fan of Boise. Um, my dad and I are huge Boise State fans. My mom, all of us, we're just big Boise State football fans. And so I really want to go out there where I can be in the environment of being able to still hold my season tickets and go to the games. But mm -hmm. also there's a hospital that you can see from the stadium, St. Luke's. And I really have a dream of working in that hospital and being able to look out the window and you can see the stadium light up and you can see the football going, but you're actually at work still living a dream. <laughs> I think I know which one you're, you're talking to, which hospital. I've been there at St. Luke's. Yes. It's a beautiful location. It's yes. not far from the stadium. Not at all. Uh, so that would be an awesome ending or next phase for you. Yeah. Uh, sorry to say you appreciate the Boise State folks a little bit more <laughs> because we are at Idaho State University. Yeah. Gotta get that in. Uh, but but I do appreciate the fact that you're willing to stick it out there and say, yes, this is this is what I want to do. Yes. You know, well, you one know. of my best friends does play for the Boise State volleyball team. You got, so got I have to give support. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, the mining industry in Chalice? Were you involved with that along with your parents or was that just them? It was mostly just my parents. I was too young to get involved in that. However, this last summer, so the summer we just completed, 
I worked for Nevada gold mines out of um, Elko. So Uh I was, did a summer student position. I worked in town. Um, I was in the finance department paying all the bills. Uh, it, It was really interesting seeing how much money flows out of those big companies. I met the CEO, Greg Walker, and got to spend a few minutes talking to him about my future career and about who I want to grow up to be. And we talked about some crickets and how he, uh, they grew up used to eating crickets and I don't like crickets. So it was an interesting conversation. (laughs) And then um, I also got to talk to the CFO of the company, Mike Estes, and um, got to make fun of him a little bit for not showing up to our banquets. But it was a ton of fun learning about the mining industry. And I got to go out and complete MSHAW, which is um, what you have to do at a mine site. It's the mine safety health. Yeah. And so being able to complete that course, meet a bunch of people, I hope I can go back next summer as an intern and work for Mine Rescue. Mine Rescue? Yes. Oh, how cool. Now, tell me about Mine Rescue. Is this where you would go down and rescue a, a trapped miner and yes. give them, give them uh, you know, first aid? Is yes. that what we're talking about? Yes. Yeah. So my dad, um, he's on the Mine Rescue team for Long Canyon, which is a site for Nevada Gold Mines. And I got to meet the captain of mine rescue at Cortez. And um, he, Dan West, was incredible about giving me as much information as possible. And so I got to actually be a patient in the Elko Safety Olympiad for mine rescue. And mine rescue, they are like the EMTs of the mine site. Um, there's EMTs, their fire department, they're, they're pretty much everything for a mine site. So whenever there's an emergency, they send mine rescue down and they help them out. Just like um, the issue, I don't know if you guys saw it in the news, there was um, a bus crash going out to the site uh, about two weeks ago where... Uh, one of the coach buses hit one of the pilot Thomas semis coming out of the mine site on the access road and um, cost cost somebody their life, two people their lives, and many in critical condition. So they dispatched out Mine Rescue, and Mine Rescue was there, and honestly, they're, they're a godsend. So they were able to get in there firsthand and save several, several lives. So when you say they are like EMTs, yeah. are, these are... EMT like qualified people are they they are EMTs EMTs. they're B they're basic EMTs and advanced EMTs and so and then there's um E they're the ER team so the emergency response team okay and so they they're really qualified to to do anything they they go in at the college there and they they train them if they want to get more training and it's just really really cool it's a risky business isn't it it is being in any kind of mining I had a chance to go in one of the old mines in Colorado when they had, were shut down, but they're offering tours. And it was it was like a small little elevator. My dad, myself, and the guy who's doing it, just three of us squeezed in there. And we went down forever. I got really cold. Yeah. But then, then there was these old lanterns. You take the tour. I mean, I, I cannot imagine working in that kind of environment, you know, in fear, yeah. you know, are you going to come back up? Is something going to going to fall on you? What's, well, so risky. Yeah. What's interesting is going in the underground, it's, it's actually not cold when the mine's operating. Mm. It's really, really hot. Do you have machines? Yeah. With all the machines running and everything, um, the underground is a really cool place to work. It is risky. Um, 
but it's actually a really cool and interesting place. But when the mine's not operating, it's pretty cold in those shafts and down mm-hmm. there. But when the mine is in operation, it's actually really hot, like in the high hundred, in the low hundreds. In the low hundred. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So the mine that, that you like to go back and work at again yeah. in the summertime, if that was to come out, uh, that's a that's a live, actual operating mine yes. right now. It's producing gold. Gold. Is it yep. gold? It's a gold mine. So do you, are there a lot of gold mines in the United States? Are you aware? I, I'm not. So Nevada Gold Mines just merged two companies. It was Newmont Mining Corp. and Barrett Gold of North America. So those two companies had just merged. And... Now, they, uh, Barrick was the number one producer of gold in North America, and now um, they are really the number one producer of gold in North America. Oh, Kylie, I'm so sorry. We're near the end. We are at the end. Let me go ahead and stop this here. Um, we were on a f- really fine track there talking about this mine that she wants to go work at. That's fascinating. Maybe we should talk about that a little bit after I do my ending here. <laughs> I can see that our time is up. Uh, sorry, everybody. Uh, thanks to Kylie Martin for joining us today. We've been talking about Miss Teen, uh, Miss Idaho Teen America and her ambitions with uh, uh, future nursing career, possibly finance and mine work in there. Yeah. Uh, certainly, certainly, she wants to go towards using an interest in trauma uh, that relates back to uh, a P- PTSD incident and, and the awareness we need there. We've had a fascinating discussion on that. Thank you so much for being our guest. Uh, I hope all of you out there have had a chance to, uh, to listen or see this. Uh, I've gotten something from it. It's tremendously important uh, issues out here. And uh, if you wanted to find out more, uh, particularly about any classes that we might offer, she mentioned mental health first aid, uh, please go to our catalog. You can find us at uh, cetrain.isu.edu. Uh, and I hope you'll find something of interest there. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks to Kylie. Yeah, thank done. you for having me. Continuing Education Workforce Training Suite is comprised of professionals dedicated to serving your educational needs. We understand that when it comes to your future, it's all about you. Because our staff and faculty have real-world experience actually doing what they teach, our students obtain the skills and knowledge they are looking for to be competitive in today's marketplace. For more information, please visit our website, ctrain.isu.edu. That is c-e-train.isu.edu. Or call us at 208-282-3372.